Welcome to Matrix 404, where we are talking everything Matrix related leading up to the release of the new film Matrix Resurrections this year in December. Leading you on this journey from the Matrix into the real world is me, Therese Laxon, the entertainment editor at The Beat and co-founding editor of Nerdifiles, and Avery Kaplan, features editor at The Beat and officer at Prism Comics. Throughout this podcast series, we will be deep diving into the three Matrix films, as well as the animated Animatrix, and the supporting comics and the short stories associated with this universe, along with like the games and the website, maybe. (laughs) The Powerade commercial. Yes. We will also be discussing the cultural impact and the philosophical discussions that go into this universe. And of course, we'll be doing a lot of speculation on what we think we will see. But starting off this episode, Avery, I thought we might talk a little bit about us, our relationship with the Matrix, and this universe. So what was your first impression of this film when you first saw it? That it was cool? I, th- I think I kind of was was under the impression that it was like a generic action movie. Well, how old like were they- you when you first saw it? Um, so I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it actually on, I think, DVD at like a sleepover or something when Mm. I was in high school. The first one. Yeah, same, same. I think I actually, Wachowskis don't come for me, but my cousin actually bought the bootleg from China when she went back to China (laughs) and she showed it to me. I was very young when the movie first movie came out so I didn't know what was going on. I thought these were legal DVDs but I definitely I also watched it at a sleepover at her house. I was very shocked by what I was watching. It was very wild. I think I wasn't prepared for what the Matrix was trying to show me. I think that's very fair. Well, it was just a lot. It was just like so, so much, and so many philosophical concepts too that were just kind of like woven in there that I definitely wasn't expecting and wasn't used to seeing in movies at that point at all. Yeah, and I don't think I even comprehended the philosophy of it all. I mean, I definitely, I thought the idea was really cool. Like, I think we have both experienced the commentary of the critics versus the philosophers from the Matrix DVD, and I think like from a critical point of view when I was first watching it I was like this is a lot of world building and it's it was exciting for me but I can see how that might not have really gelled with an older audience definitely especially too when it was so especially the computer stuff and the internet at the time so I think was so like fresh and seemed so full of potential and who knows where it's going to go and that's another thing like you nobody really knew like at at that point the internet was not what it is today so we were that the whole idea of like hacking and like living that life even today when I watch it I'm like I would not survive in this world because I'm not a hacker but it was just so foreign yeah well and it almost seemed like plausible and everybody kind of was like maybe we will be able to like upload ourselves into the internet soon and for sure. Well, there's this whole, we'll talk about it later, but I watched this whole documentary that was called A Glitch in the Matrix about people who actually believe that they're in the Matrix. And there was a guy who he actually, um, he sadly, like he murdered his parents um, thinking that they were in the Matrix and he was like going to free them. But yeah, it's it, there. I think that like the, the idea of like being in the Matrix and like we're stuck in the Matrix, we're in this simulation has made a pretty strong impression on people, I think. Was that like a like something that people thought beforehand was the computer simulation or is that sort of like, because I know there's like that, like people have started believing that there, some people have started believing they're in reality TV shows 
which is something that like didn't happen before reality TV. Really? Yeah, like it's like a specific type of like delusion where you think that you're in a reality show, but oh my like God. It, it, it didn't happen before reality TV. So I'm I'm curious if the because I know that there's like like Phil like computer simulation theory but i'm curious if it was if it predated the movie i don't know if it i don't know if it did it must there i can't i mean i neither of us would really know because we're not old enough to have lived as like adults at that point in time but i feel like that concept is not was not as like commonly thought of i mean i'm sure there are people who were thinking like this world is fake there are like philosophical i mean obviously we'll talk about the philosophy but there are philosophical ideas behind that but i don't know i think think mainstream wise the matrix was the first to uh kind of kick that off were there any parts of the matrix beyond the movie itself that made a particular impression on you like the soundtrack the website it was the soundtrack for me i loved especially yeah well and Mm -hmm. i think it was sort of an introduction to like I, I wasn't going to clubs or anything so it was sort of like an introduction to more like techno-y and more oh, electronica yeah. that like was really mind-blowing for me and and then I got my driver's license mm. and that then that was a great combination of being able to Blast drive the music yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I think actually you know what made a really strong impression on me the animatrix the second renaissance part one and two I think actually traumatized me a little bit like that was really scary for me to watch to this day, I will be very polite to all of my machines because I'm just like, I do not need this karma out in the world. Like every time I speak to my little Google home, I say thank you because I am not trying to get killed by that machine. Well, and that was so jarring when you first saw that because at that point, the first Matrix sort of lets you think that it's a really binary story and mm-hmm. like good and evil. And then you, the first Animatrix thing is suddenly like, oh, like may God have mercy on man and machine. And, like, the mm-hmm. whole origin story is very much, like, sympathetic to the robots. And humans are kind of like, we had it coming. So that oh. really blew my mind. Well, I, what blew my mind even more, I was, like, looking at YouTube videos of the Animatrix. And there was this one, um, like, analysis episode of the matri- of the Animatrix. And the person was saying, like, oh, this is this could be like a propaganda video for the machines because of how sympathetic it is to the machines. But at the same time, I'm like, "Mm, this kind of seems like stuff that humans would do. Like they would be like, very like, well, I'm not going to try and try and form an alliance with this machine. It's a machine, you know, I'm not going to try and I'm going to try and black out the sun, which is the stupidest thing ever. (laughs) So plausible though. Well, and then, and then too, it's they do. Of course, they do decide that they want to make an alliance. Like after it becomes clear that like like literal decades of like trying to blow zero one or one zero whatever it is off the face of the earth, and then they're like, okay, well we can't we can't beat them. So now we'll try to form an alliance. Right, the alliance is the last. Like it's the last <laughs> yeah, the- thing that they'll they'll choose. Like it's gonna be war and like death and destruction, and we're gonna lose the sun. Like that's we're all choose we'll choose all of that before we. Choose peace which is I mean honestly not that shocking (laughs) yeah very accurate well and then I also I remember too I got really excited about the the cross media aspects of the narrative and the Mm. fact that it was like crossing over between I remember I went and saw Dreamcatcher in theaters I made all my friends go with me because it had one of the Matrix shorts before it and then that realized that yeah yeah and then that connected to the video game so it was like 
I, it was very much like this, uh, like all these different places where you could go to get the narrative. And I was very, very into that. Dude, the video game is so wild. The more I research that video game, the more I'm like, they should bring this video game back. It looks Which, so cool. The Matrix Online? No, or the uh, the other one. The the, not the, the MMO, but the Enter the Matrix. Enter the Matrix? Yeah, yeah, the one that has like the descriptive story and stuff. Oh my God, it looks so cool. And it's kind of like the plot line is wild. I wonder if they'll include any of that in the movie because there's a lot of stuff that happens in that. Yeah, well, and they used it in the sequels. I mean, so much of it like came through in there, especially with like the there was the couple characters. Um, oh, really? Like, yeah, because Jada Plinkett Smith's character is like the main character of the video game, and then she's in the sequels, like as a more major character. Oh, she appeared. So she appeared first in the games, and then, and yeah, then as and, like a an actual movie character. Yeah, exactly. And it's like the game is like there's the the final flight of the Osiris that's short, and then they deliver the the thing that her character picks up and well, that's brings the thing with to the them. And the Matrix is like it's kind of like interspersed with throughout the timeline of the story too. Like there's like stuff before, and there's stuff in the middle, and there's stuff after too. Like I didn't realize yeah. that the kid from that was the same like kind of like very intense simp kid that we see in in this in the movie until in the two sequels yeah yeah. i was like oh okay so that's where this kid came from but yeah that's really cool and then he gets a super awkward comic too that takes place after yeah after the sequels it's uh it's very very awkward they potentially i think they linger too much on him in my opinion but you know it's kind of it's kind of sweet i mean i get he his story is like very 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 uh pure so there's that well, at least uh, i remember that one being super controversial at the time too because he, you know, he kills himself to get out of the matrix right so well i that kind of didn't make sense to me because i was like well you know he kills himself but how does that free you because like when you die in the matrix i don't know <clears throat> we'll we'll get into this discussion when we talk about that <laughs> yeah. specific short but it's very Stay confusing tuned. to me i think i need to rewatch it it's been a while so how how did the film and Wachowski's, their other projects, how did they affect your life? Did they have any impact on your life? Oh, yeah. Slow burn. Slow burn, I would say. Is it's kind of like, especially to just introducing those concepts. Well, just sort of exploring some of the philosophical concepts and, and putting them in the movie like that. It's been something that I feel like I've been able to revisit at different points of my life and sort of appreciate in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I really think, like, I do think that's had, like, a larger effect on my life. And then the other way, I feel like it really affected just media in general. Like, I don't think Lost would have happened without The Matrix. Mm. And so a lot of my other favorite things, I think, come from this. Oh my God. We got to do a Lost episode. <laughs> yeah. I love Lost. I think their projects, I think a lot of their other projects probably affected me more. I think philosophically, like, going back to it I remember when I was in college I was talking to a philosophy student and they were like oh like if you like philosophy you should watch the matrix and I was like girl I've already been there like I've been a matrix (laughs) fan since a childhood and she was like explaining to me all the connections that there were there that were there that I didn't realize until somebody actually informed me of it and then I was like oh my god this is like a great tool she's like yeah we literally studied it in class so I think it affects me more in the way that I see storytelling because I feel like the Wachowskis are really creative when they come when they come in with their storytelling. I mean, just looking at the just watching the Matrix, I mean, just from a diversity point of view, I 
feel like the matrix was like leagues ahead of so many other movies i mean yeah like so many so many people of color in positions of authority i mean we have keanu reeves who's um asian american as like the leading character morpheus i mean it's just it's it really it really set the stage and it really set you know the bar very high for for other for other creators and i don't think you know i kind of put it in the same grouping as like star trek kind of like star trek ahead of its time very ahead of its time and still continues to like innovate in a way that people sometimes maybe are not ready for but you know that's that's kind of the vibe that I get from it. I mean, I also really, really love Sense8. That's like one of my favorite shows from the Wachowskis. And um, I was very sad when that show ended. I'm glad it got an ending, but bring it back. Come on, Netflix. Give us give us yeah. more seasons. You don't have to go to so many different countries. I understand that that was part of the budget issue. Well, especially now that would like we're all streaming. Like, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> get them online. I don't care. I want I want more episodes. <laughs> I really appreciate too the way the Wachowskis will approach narrative via any means available that I really I really appreciate that it doesn't you know some people are so oh locked into a film or into another medium and I really just appreciate that they just kind of are they're willing to tell this story in any means necessary in any way possible and I I don't know it just makes the world more and more interesting to me the more they add on to it and especially via different media same I mean are you like I think we both enjoy adding more to like world building I think some people think that's like a little bit too excessive or they don't you know necessarily need all of that world building whereas like when I watched the first movie I was like I need to know what happened before after I need like the whole background give me the textbook I want to know everything yeah. mm-hmm. well and I too I love like uh, I was uh, speaking of Star Trek I was just watching Star Trek First Contact and like there's like side characters who come in from like different series for like two seconds and I love that like give me a full backstory in another like in a video game or something and then the character shows up for a couple minutes and like uh, yeah I'm down (laughs) sign me up same same what were your impressions of the world of the matrix when you'd only seen the first one and where did you expect the story to go from there did you think it would take the direction that it took for reloaded and revolutions no, not even close. <laughs> I really thought that it was going to be like kind of the standard Star Wars, like, oh, the hero saves the day sort of narrative. I mean, I distinctly remember watching Reloaded and them transitioning into that that Zion like party scene. And I was like, whoa, this is a different movie and I'm here for it. <laughs> I do appreciate too. It feels like you can see where there were kind of compromises that were made with the studio in the first one that when the first one was success. And they were allowed to do more of what they wanted with their creative division. They just immediately went for it mm-hmm. and dug in. I mean, which... we'll talk about the shooting script that um, that we both read that has some scenes that were cut out. I don't know if it was cut out for time or, you know, for something else or the studios nixed it. But it definitely paints a little grayer picture of one character, particularly Morpheus, who, <laughs> who, um, who, who is not the hero that we or like the mentor you know the the flawless mentor that people might consider him as in the first movie um and we might kind of see cypher's point a little bit at least me when i was reading that script i was like okay cypher two thousand percent has a reason for leaving this like basic shit show 
when I first watched the first one, I didn't know that it was going to be a trilogy. And they'd always planned for there to be more stories. It wasn't like, a, oh, we have to, we're throwing in a, a sequel because this was a hit. I think they always had ideas for more of the story. And there's no way I could have predicted what was happening. I don't think I understood the whole storyline with the exiles until very recently because I watched those all very casually. And watching it now, much as like being much older than when I first watched it, I was like, oh, I totally understand more of this concept. I think it definitely warrants rewatching. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I, I think maybe, maybe a lot of people didn't really like understand exactly what the ending meant and some of the implications of it. And honestly, I don't really think that there is a way to understand it without watching at least like two or like there's really like this recent watch through that I did which I've been watching this movie for what two decades now like, <laughs> like I caught new things in the first one which is easily the one that I've watched the most because it came out right we, so we both caught things that that we definitely I yeah I, that's the one that I could like I mean recite to you even before the six watchings that I watched for this podcast I knew that movie very well and Rewatching it every time, I was like, oh, there's something new that I didn't catch. And, you know, there, I think that's like, they really paid attention to the details, which I think is very important when you're creating a very rich, um, rich text to pull from. Yeah, so I guess I don't have to ask you how you felt about the sequels. You like the sequels. Did you did you like the sequels initially when you first watched it or did it kind of you need to grow? With they it? grew on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll admit they definitely grew on me. Yeah, when I first saw it when I was younger too, especially the third one, I was pretty disappointed with. And then I remember being very confused by the architect. Like <laughs> I did not understand who that character was. I was like, wait, so what is happening? <laughs> like, why is he bringing? Um, how did he bring uh, Trinity back to life? And how did he stop the the Sentinels? And it was just a lot of questions. <laughs> And then, do, do you remember, it was, like, the MTV Movie Awards had, like, Will Ferrell be the architect or something like that? <laughs> like, yes. yeah, and then that became, like, my prevailing understanding of the architect, I think, was his KFC impressions. <laughs> Definitely yeah, took just, a while for me to... Oh, man, it, it was so, it was so confusing, especially, like, by the time we get to Revolutions, I remember seeing, watching that fight with between uh neo and agent smith and all the agent smiths and i just i didn't understand that he'd like taken over the matrix as like a virus i was just like why are we in like another like i thought it was like a construct program or something i was like why is he just why are they all watching him like i don't understand i don't think i fully comprehended what was going on until... like agent smith esports <laughs> right? i was like why are they all watching him what's going on and now as i was watching i was like oh my god this is this is like the matrix i just (laughs) there was there were a lot of revelations like safe to say (laughs) i sort of admire that they 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 kind of let some of that stuff be Mm -hmm. confusing or they didn't spell it out i guess or just didn't spend as much time on exposition as they could have or, or whatever yeah a lot of trust in their in their uh viewers and their audiences and allowing for questions i also think that allowing the world to grow helped because people who are interested in the story will go and seek out the answers and especially since the internet exists they'll be able to you know look it up and go to the i think the website used to be like what's in what is the matrix.com and they would be able to you know find all the little things and little access codes and stuff i think that's 
I loved when websites used to do that. Like when like movies used to have like really, really interactive websites. That was the best thing ever. I could spend a whole weekend clicking around on those websites. Yeah, well, the Matrix website was so important too. The um, the end papers to the comic collection are actually just in really tiny print. A list of the updates they had on that website oh. from like like a selection of the updates. It's not even all of them, and it's really interesting to see like they had very in depth coverage both of the making of the two sequels during that period between there, and also like just like you know philosophical analysis and stuff like that and that's also where they posted the comics the first time Mm, gotcha yeah i didn't realize that so much of it originated from the website you know like the comics being on there i think there were a couple unpublished ones that were on the website and just didn't make it to the um to the actual publication of the comics like the compilations so i think that's i think that's really cool did you spend much time on those websites back then? Like, did you explore all those? Did you, that's, is that how you read some of the comics? Mm-mm, no, because that was sort of like my, pre, almost like my pre-internet days, like not quite, but like, like my internet novice days, I feel like, like I was sort of like bumbling around, had no real idea what I was doing. So a lot of, a lot of the content they put up there, fortunately, they put onto like the Tendis set and stuff like that or in the, mm. the collection of comics so I've been able to read it since or watch it since yeah same I don't think I spent too much time I think that was probably before my time I was very scared of the internet as a mm. child like I oddly scared and also fearless because I did spend a lot of time in aim like chat rooms <laughs> just yeah, talking to strangers too. Which, thinking back on it, I'm like, wow, you were really lucky you did not, like, nothing bad happened And I was afraid of the Matrix website. Like, what was I thinking? (laughs) Yeah, like a Warner Brothers website, approved website, is definitely safer than the wilds of an AIM chat room, man. (laughs) So how far have you really looked into this world then? You know, looking at the philosophy, looking at the world building and, you know, potential connected mythologies, how much of it do you think will help when it comes to when it comes to us talking about the fourth movie and what we might see? Well, I've I've gone in pretty far <laughs> between the video game. Like, Lost in the play, sauce. Yeah, exactly. I didn't play The Matrix online, which again was more of just like kind of an access and access at the time sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm pretty sure I'd be fully on board with that if it came out today. <laughs> but, um, and then I've, you know, I've done a lot of the reading and stuff. And then like, yeah, like, you know, we've listened to the commentaries and so pretty deep, I'd say. How about you? I think I've recently gone very deep. I thought for a long time that the deepest you could go is the Animatrix. So I was like, you know, I've kind of, I kind of know what's going on. I did not realize that there were so many comics in related to it. Um, which is, it's really cool because like, I've always wanted to know more about this world. So it is kind of like, discovering something for the first time that has existed for a long time but it's it's really cool I've looked more into the philosophy aspect of it and sort of using it as a tool to help me understand some of these philosophers that I don't really understand that well Um, I think that really it really actually helps because I know the matrix so well but you know I may not know these philosophers as well and I think also looking into sort of the behind the scenes and learning, you know, seeing how the Wachowskis created their world and also how they 
how their rough drafts kind of went like looking at the multiple like the shooting scripts and looking at the other like their interviews and them talking about it I think that's been very interesting for me um but that's all recent stuff you know like I said before I definitely thought like that animated movie was as far as it went (laughs) when it came to the rabbit hole (laughs) but I think it'll help us I think it'll help us when it comes to resurrections which of course has just recently revealed that name they just recently revealed that name at a CinemaCon I, I'm not really surprised by the name. I feel like it makes sense given the pieces that we have so far. I do think it's going to be super helpful, like all the everything that we've done as far as like going into it, at least sort of thematically. But I, mm. I'm curious about how much continuity there will be, if that's going to play in or not. I forgot that both Trinity and Neo died. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have erased that from my memory because I didn't want it to be true. I think I just never knew that Neo died. I thought he just like passed out and he just became, you know, one with the machines. But now I understand that he's dead. And it makes more sense too because he and Trinity are so tied together. I mean, we'll talk about this later on, but I think a really interesting thing that the philosophers pointed out in the first movie is that Trinity and Neo are both the one together Mm. and they kind of experience things together you know a lot of things that neo does is through the help of trinity and her you know sort of guiding him to that point and i think that makes more sense to me now i kind of like that better because i think when i was watching it when i was younger i was like wait trinity just dies like how could you can't kill trinity she's his soulmate but i like the idea that they're both sort of tied together in this so yeah resurrections totally makes sense i'm glad it's called resurrections yeah that's an interesting point too that the philosophers brought up too like in light of the fact that it's like her loving him that like confirms that he's the one so Mm -hmm. it sort of is like without her active participation is there a one at all that's true that's true i think that's interesting well it's this whole idea of choice being thrown into it that really knocks this version of the matrix on its head i mean that's like that was what the oracle like put into this new version of the matrix that ultimately had neo choosing to reject um reloading the matrix and going to save trinity you know i think that's 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 an interesting aspect of it and i think we'll talk more about it because it just it makes my head spin when i think about some of the philosophy behind this you know it's like a lot of googling a lot of reading you know blog posts of people's thoughts and like seeing if i agree with them or not (laughs) i'm excited i'm excited excited so i think we are going to sign off at this point and we'll be back with the next episode with the first movie analysis we'll be discussing the matrix and we'll be going very in-depth very (laughs) scene for scene And we'll be talking about the details that we've seen in the movie and also pointing out some quotes that we think are interesting. So please join us for that. You can find us also on Twitter if you would like to talk with us at Matrix404Pod, P-O-D. You can also email us questions or comments at Matrix404Pod at gmail.com. If we get enough interactions, we might do a mailbag episode where we talk about some of the comments and questions that you guys have sent us. Until then, my name is Therese, and this is...
Avery. And uh, we are Matrix 404, and we'll see you uh, on the flip side.